Okay. Welcome back to the Heart of a Warrior podcast. Um, just in time for National Podcast Day. Um, there are no, just to give you the fair warning, there are no experts or professional help here. Just a bunch of women with different backgrounds, different ages and stages in life and different places in our faith journey. Here to talk tonight about um, faithful friendships and how they um, help us, how they help us move forward and grow in the love of Christ. So and if you're interested in joining any of the future podcasts, just send me a message and let me know. I want to set the tone for this one with the scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. And this is, from, um, the, this is from the message. So if you have your Bibles and you want to pull that out. But this version is the version from the message. And it says, God didn't set us up for an angry rejection, but for salvation by our master, Jesus Christ. He died for us, a death that triggered life. Whether we're awake with the living or asleep with the dead, we're alive with him. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. I know you're already doing this. Just keep doing it. And tonight joining us for the discussion about friendships is Debbie. I'm not giving any last name. So we've got Debbie. We've got Tanya. We've got Michelle, Joe, Betty, Aaron, and then me. Kim, I'm with you too. So the first question I want to start with, guys, is why are faith-filled friendships so important in our lives? Don't be shy. You are not a shy bunch. I think my friends, two of you are, or three of you are, have been my friends since I've been back in, in a church, um, or keep you grounded. I mean, and I know that if I disappear from the church, one of the three of you will check on me. We'll find <laughs> out what's going on. He'll hunt me down or something. I'm just saying that's, I think it's important because I think you, you check on each other, especially women. Men will, men are men and they come and go, you know, when their mood swings. But, but when women disappear, there's usually a very, deep reason so it's good to have other women friends in your faithfulness and your beliefs in your church that will check on you and check you i like that you said check you because that's one of the things that i value most about you know women of faith in my life because they um they hold me accountable you know remind me when i slip <laughs> when I slip and when I need to just like, we all just got off of a Bible study together, reminding me that I can't ever stop learning and growing. And so I think holding each other accountable for that's important. I don't think it's just accountable um, for growth, I think, or, or for not slipping up. I think it's also kind of an encouragement and a drive mm -hmm. towards yeah. the good. Um, it can really be an empowering thing when you're, um, caring for other people to, to have a community of, of strong women that want to um, either get on board or help or um, just encourage. I agree. Yeah. I think it's also that support system where you get in your downtimes when you're having something going really, really bad. Mm -hmm. You have those friends who remind you, this is not where you will always be. There is better ahead. 
And that is very important. And I think, too, having those friends that, as we talked in our Bible study tonight, there are times that our friends help carry us sometimes in things that go on. And just, um, you know, as was said earlier, they keep us in check. And um, it's that building each other up and also counseling each other. And there is... The word that I can think of right now is holding each other accountable, but there's a type of form of discipline Mm -hmm. that comes about from that as well, Mm -hmm. Um, which is just, that's wonderful. And sometimes it causes us to go, oh my gosh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add too that, um, you know, even when I'm not fully engaged, such as this evening for, you know. The, the ladies Bible study group, I have to say that strong women of faith um, make the best background noise. <laughs> For those of you listening to the podcast, we were on a Zoom Bible study tonight and um, Erin, like so many people, has so many things going on in her life. So she was tuning in and tuning, tuning out. So that's nice that she thought we were great background noise because it's, it's a lot of love in the background. I think women of faith, friends of faith also remind you that you have to, when you pray, you can't just say, pray and say, God, make my life better. I think women, friends that are women in faith remind you that you have to intentionally pray. You, you have to speak to God. And I mean, God knows there's a gazillion things that you probably think you need, but if you, we all have to pray intentionally like we really have to be very specific um because sometimes we don't even know what we need i mean once we can get it clear to ourselves we can pray for it clearly do you know does that even Mm -hmm. make sense i don't even does it make sense and i think we can remind each other to do that is what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm I think it's great too that, you know, we're all, I, I like to be surrounded by people that are all different stages in their faith journey. Like I think about Miss Betty tonight. She's all night during the Bible study. Every time I'm ever around her, she has such wisdom. She always says just the right thing at just the right time in just the right way. And that's always great to have someone like that um, because we're all at different stages and, you know, you aspire to get to that that solid faith place that she is. How do you feel, Miss Betty, about being, you know, being a role model for us with your faith? Well, I can only say that I had a role model in my mother. Mm. She always thought of others first. And I think that's what has inspired me to think of others because I know everybody needs our support. Everybody needs our love. And many times I'd say things, but I'll think it's what God wants me to say. I was asked to do a devotion Monday at church, and I had read something a few weeks ago and thought, well, that's what I was going to say. But then the upper room that morning led into exactly the same thing I was saying. So it's, it, it comes from different sources. You think of one thing, but something else. So I always think... God tells me what he wants me to say. And 
and that's why I try to teach you young people <laughs> who are very young. But well, I've seen you grow up. I've seen your children, and it just makes my heart happy to see the jobs that y'all have done in raising your little ones into the fine people they are today. It makes my heart happy. Well, you make us happy too. And um, so when you think of people in your life um, that it helps you with your faith journey, think about that one person or somebody who you think is, um, well, you know, who's influenced your, your journey along the way. And imagine your life without them. And um, where do you think you'd be if you had not had that emphasis in your life? That inspiration, that person. I can oh think. Of, oh, I can think of several of my Sunday school teachers, and mm. they have long gone there in heaven now. But I can think of them and and what they meant to me as a child growing up. And I feel like it's very important. Just uh, things we used to do, like Noah's Ark, and I remember the felt uh, or the flannel you take the little animals and put on there, and just things, different things like that. And it's it's funny how we recall those things. And I was looking at some pictures today and I saw one of Shirley Toler and she was a big influence in a lot of people's lives. And I just uh, try to know that maybe there is hope for me. And I just keep praying that there is, that I can be a good inspiration. Michelle, you were getting ready to say something. Oh, Betty. You just <laughs> You don't know how much of an inspiration you have been to so many. Oh, my uh, good. Well, that, that's a very, very good compliment, and I appreciate that very much. But I love all of you girls. I really do. You know, and, and not for me, it's not even your faith walk and how you pray for people and how you speak to people to try to uplift them and help them to know that God loves them. Um, just your, your positive attitude period and your resilience, um, the physicality of what you've gone through in the last three to four years and the loss in your life. And you're just always so positive. And that is such a blessing to me. There's times I'm not positive. <laughs> well, sure. None of us, you know, are, are perfect every minute. <laughs> Yeah. No, you're such an uplifting blessing to so many. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Which is one thing that, you know, we can all do a better job of is telling people that, right? Mm -hmm. Which leads to the next question is, you know, how can we, how can we encourage each other um, during times of anxiety and times when, and we all, and I think this is kind of what I'd like to, to hear because we all handle things differently. Do you know, what do, what do we need? And whoever wants to start can start. Let me kind of go around. But I mean, when you're stressed and you're having a night um, for whatever reason, like maybe Aaron's having tonight and maybe Debbie had last night, you know, whatever we each have, we each have that moment. Um, what do we need from our faithful friends? What do we need? What do we need from them? I know it's silly, but for me, I love it when someone busts out in song, whatever <laughs> is going on, there's always a song that goes with it. And, you know, I mean, when you start getting your thoughts on that song, 
your thoughts completely change. You are being lifted out of whatever you're feeling down on. And I'm writing that down. Debbie needs song. (laughs) (laughs) You have to sing it then. (laughs) Okay. I've heard her sitting next to me in church. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. I'm not either. She's really not joking. She's really not joking. You know, we all have our gifts. That is not one of mine. But I am good at playing a song from a playlist. So I can find a song. But you know, God tells us to make a joyful noise. Yeah, exactly. And it's beautiful. Very true. Does anybody else want to hear? I, I will say that for me, um, I've been a little out of the loop of um, being with within my normal faithful group of friends, mm-hmm. and I've missed it terribly. And um, so something that helps me a lot is just what Kim did tonight, just to have somebody pray for me and with me. It It lifts me tremendously just to know that there are people who truly believe in the power of prayer who are willing to just lift me up in prayer and to petition God to be with me um, no matter what I'm going through. That's helpful to me always. Yeah. I think most of my friends know that my love language is touch. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my things is touch. And so if I'm having a bad day or even a good day or things are going away, um, some of my closest, most personal uh, Christian friends know to just come give me a hug. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is, it is just, it's like the best medicine there ever was. Mm-hmm. And then as Debbie was saying, um, you know, a song. And mm-hmm. I, will, I will just say every time I've had some things go on recently, this new song that's come out by, I believe her name is Anna Wilson, Let Me Tell You About My Jesus. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that song comes in my head a lot. <laughs> and I just have to praise God, whatever's going on. You know, God, here you are. Just help me go tell somebody about you so they can get to know you, you know. But um yeah, a hug or a song, either one is great with me. What about you, Miss Betty? What do you need when you're having a bad day? What do I need when I'm having a bad day? From your from your friends. What do you what do you need? Oh, uh, well, I don't know, really. <laughs> Just to know that I'm always loved. I, I really feel like my biggest thing, no matter being alone and living alone. And seeing everybody going through so much, not being able to hug people because of this COVID and the physical touch and things like that mean a lot. But just knowing that there's people I can pick up the phone and call. And that's one thing I do. I I try to call people. And I called a lady the other day and I left a message. I didn't hear from her for two days. So I called her again. Still didn't hear from her. And I thought, well, maybe I've said something wrong. And then she finally called me. And it's, it's just like things like that. You reach out. And I like to think that I'm a bad penny. I'm going to keep turning up. You can you can ignore me for a while, but I'm going to keep calling to find out what's going on. What have I said? Because I don't want to make anyone mad or upset. I just feel like 
life is too short to hold grudges. We need to reach out and love each other and know that that's what God wants us to do. I love that. Joe, what about you? Because you're like this, you're this really strong, everybody on here strong. But Joe is like, um, I've never seen a weak moment and I know that she has them, but I think she's a little bit like me that she doesn't show people. So Joe, when you're having a bad day, what do you need from us? Well, I, usually, I, I don't announce that I'm having a bad day generally. I, I know, but. And have a cup of coffee and sit on my couch <laughs> and I veg and then I'll be better by morning. And you do nothing from your friends? I, I, I mean, because it's not my friends' problem, really. I mean, I'm just, that's just how I am. That's how I operate. That's how I've always operated. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> but I have six kids I can't get rid of. <laughs> and we love you being a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah. But I remember when you were also sick in your house and I'm, I'm texting you going, you know, what do you need? And a normal human being would say something, you know, would say, I, and I know Michelle's a little bit like that too. Um, but you know, um, and I will say it's hard for me too. I don't like to ask for help, but, um, I really need, I need to know my friends are there. So, um, I don't, I don't need anything from them. I just need to know that they're there. If I was going to say what I thought Joe might need, Mm -hmm. I would say a really good distraction, (laughs) a mission or a project. I have too many projects. That's part of my problem in my life. Erin, thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> I can see that though, because you it distracts you. It, it it keeps you it keeps you from worrying about it because you're busy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we we can go with that. I'm and you're good. busy helping people. And that I enjoy doing that. But sometimes I I don't I need to learn to say I can't. I'm sorry, or just no. Yeah. I'm getting back. But I, I, that's one of my, that's one of my flaws. It's not a flaw. It's, you know, we're, we're all, we're all. Say yes to too many people and I start dropping balls. Well, that's how you learn what's good fruit and what's not right from our Bible study. (laughs) What's bearing good fruit and what isn't bearing good fruit. (laughs) It it is. I, I just like you. I just, I know that if I really, really needed something, I could call you. I could call Michelle. I could call Aaron. I could call Suzanne. I could call my friend Denise in, in New Bern if I needed, really, really needed something. And the amount of you local people could help me. Um, I just, I know who I can call and like, I'm good with that. But I really do miss seeing Aaron and, and Michelle all the time weekly. Um, but the first question that you asked, I did want to say that my, what was the question? It was something, but the four of you that I just mentioned are what, keeps me grounded in my faith and you are my inspiration for my faith really that whole brazen crew that that was my I know that brazen that's what brought me back to church I promise you it is 
for those who don't know what she means by brazen crew, we had a Bible study that was all women. And it was a lot of women who had not been coming to church, had not been to church anywhere, who had um, just all over the place from 20 year olds to 60 year olds were in this class. And um, we really bonded. And it, it is, um, it I is, so yeah, it's hard. Once yeah. you get a, a really strong tribe around you, it's hard. It's hard when, when they're not together all the time and checking, but that's, that's where friendships come into that accountability piece of staying in contact and checking on each other. Even if you're not in the same pew on Sunday morning with each other, um, you're still in each other's lives. And we have to work really hard to remind each other of that. You know? And I have to read that. That's one thing I, I really, that's one of my goals is to check in on people, be a better checker in on. Yeah. People check in me like the the thing that touches me the most every week is the card from Miss Treva. Mm-hmm. Every card in the mailbox from Miss Treva. And I just love that lady. I've adopted her as my mother. Erin, <laughs> 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 is there anything you want to add? What are you what are you on a night like um the whole world who listens to the podcast now knows you've had a rough night? Um, and we love you. So what do you, what do you need from us on a night like tonight? Well, so as I've been listening to everybody answer, I've kind of been debating different answers Mm -hmm. and I think it kind of varies. Sometimes it's quality time, um, you know, kayaking Mm -hmm. or, um, most of the time though, I think it's a good sounding board. Someone that I know and trust can tell me if I'm wrong and know that it won't hurt that it's coming from a place of love. So I think that's the best thing for me on a bad day is a good loving sounding board. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to be that loving sounding board for people, isn't it guys? Because when you love somebody, you don't want to say something that hurts. (laughs) I know what you mean though, because we do. I want people to tell me too, but it's it's hard. It's not just saying when you're wrong, but it's also, you know, rewording and rephrasing and making you think of Mm -hmm. things in new ways with the same Christian love that, that you need to hear. Um, It's just healthy. It's, it's validations. It's, it's so much more, but yeah. Yeah. Because I think to, to, to praise people our friends, just people we know, co-workers, whatever. I think it's easy to complain or to nitpick, but I think it's, it's important to even say, uh, you know, you're thankful that they're doing what they're doing or that you think that they did a good job. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I think it's, I think right now in this life, in this time period it's very very important that we we remind each other that we're doing the best that we can most of us are doing the best that we can and that I am thankful for what you guys are doing whatever you're doing I'm thankful because you're doing something is all I'm saying and I think that's true and having grace with each other because we all if not even doing anything wrong is you know, when you're talking about giving Aaron um, advice and, and being honest with people, because 
who knows what's wrong and right, really. I mean, we know the rules of what's right and wrong, but I don't know what's right or wrong for Michelle's life or what's right or wrong for Aaron's life because everything that happens, we grow from, right? We learn something from it. We grow from it, just like pruning the vines last week. You know, um, everything that brings us pain um, can bring great beauty that follows. So I think it's just important to have grace with each other because we all are going to mess things up on any given day and get up the next day and try again and, and forgive each other when our mouths sometimes get ahead of our brains, which, you know, happens a lot, I think, with everybody. I see. Well, you can't you guys can't see her, but her hands going up. So um, Michelle's hands because we all, you know, we talk, we love each other. So we talk sometimes more than we more than we should probably. So what can we do? Um, so, so much we talk about and everybody, you know, here, what can we do? Sometimes as Christians, we try so hard to get people into the church. We get, so we try so hard to get people into the church. If you're lonely, come to church. If you're, when really what we're trying to get them to do, I think anyway, is to find Christ. You know, we're, we're, we're really, our intent is to get them to find Christ. And, and that love and that faithful friendship. But sometimes we err on the side of feeling like we've, we've um, the only way to do that is to get church. So how do you guys reach out to friends that may not be um, at the point of, of knowing Christ yet? You, you want them to see the Christ that you know. You want them to get those kinds of faithful friendships in their lives. What do you think is the best way to, best way to do that? especially in this pray. environment. Pray for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pray for okay. them. As Betty says, I think, pray for them. But I just, I just try to talk to people um, about love and the gift of love. And, um, and then, you know, all real love comes from God. And First John tells us that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I just think if we can model <laughs> love and kindness and grace to others and people can see, um, where the source of that is that they're going to want to have some of that mm-hmm. be around it, you know, until they do get it for themselves. I just think that's important to do. Sometimes that's the best you can do because sometimes in this day and age, you know, people who are younger than I think all of us who are on this uh, podcast, you know, uh, they're, they're um, kind of, I hate to say generation, but, you know, they're, they're really not into joining what they see as a club. Um, and unless they can figure out what kind of buy-in they can get from that, you know, what, what it's going to, what positives it will give to them. So I think, you know, we do have to step outside those church walls and think differently and begin to feel like it's not a club for people to come in and join, but it's the world is our club for us to go out and model the love of God and the gift of God to them. And then we'll see where that takes us. And I feel like we may not see, it's like you plant a seed. God waters it. He makes it grow. And all you can do in your lifetime is plant the seed, whether it be by prayer, by your faith walk, whatever it may be. If you plant the seed, you may not see it grow into fruition. You may be dead before it does take hold. But even in my own personal life, 
my children, one doesn't go to church because she considers, she sees the hypocrisy more or less, how people act during the week and how they act on Sunday. And I feel like this is, you know, one of her reasons. And another one doesn't go back to church, which I wish she was. She goes to her church in Raleigh, but not here. But it's just a different way she grew up. And I, you know, and I don't know, I try hard, but all I can do is be a mother and pray for them. I don't care if they're one year old or a hundred years old, you still just pray and let God do the, the harvesting. Yeah. So if there's one thing, because the people that listen to the podcast, a lot of them are people who follow the blog. If you've read the blog and every day, it's just, it's, um, you know, really just me on my own, on my faith journey and the mistakes and the struggles and everything else. Um, and so if there's somebody that's listening to this podcast tonight and it is, um, wanting to find Christ and wanting to find faithful friends. Um, what's a word of advice, you know, cause there are so many people who I will say when I, I'll write a certain blog, who will, who will message and say, you know, that they're lonely, that they don't have people in their lives, that they don't have a group of women, that they don't have a family, that they don't have those things. So, um, guys, what would we, as a group, what would, what would, what are words that we could of hope and encouragement that we could give to people who might listen to this tonight and say, you know what, it's great that they have each other, but I don't have anybody. So I would absolutely suggest window shopping is fabulous. Um, and I know it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Um, and it took me a long, long time to find the right church. I didn't dive in. I skirted from the outer ring and just visited on events um, because <clears throat> you know you see people yeah exactly what um miss betty said people on sunday in the pews are many of them are very different people when they're not sitting in a pew Amen. so that's i i if you guys remember i started coming for summer cafe with my kids in the summer for like two years I think we did that through Crystal and then I think my kids did Voyage and I mean like they were it was like I was I tested my toe and then I went in up to my shin and then I even got involved in summer cafe so I was into my knees but you have everybody it's Everybody has to find their comfortability with the people in a church to go to church. But people, you can show people what God looks like by your actions, whether you're inside the church or outside the church. I mean, just, you know, like that client of mine that I told you, we just started working on her house. She just, it, you know, it's, it's, she just never thought that her home would get fixed. And I mean, I really, I, I'm, I'm not trying to praise myself at all. 
I really worked my butt off because I really felt like this woman really needed this. Like this was, if she was going to survive, if she was going to continue to stay on this earth, she really needed this to happen for her because she was giving up. And I, I couldn't allow her to watch her give up. I mean, she just had lost her son and it was just, it was all very sad. But anyway, I think if you show people I'm, I believe that I'm on this planet to be the hands and the feet. I am not a disciple. I can't, I, I, I will never try to read scripture with you. I will pray my best with you, but I'm still learning how to pray intentionally. Um, but I will, I will show you what serving God looks like. I mean, that I can do. I do that. I feel like I do it every day and that's why I do what I do. But that's I, what I think is my calling. I think if everybody found what their calling was, what God's intention is, then they would find God. They'll find the love of God, I think. I think they have to, some people are just, I have to see it to believe it on the people. Do you know what I mean? Like that was why how I got in, but I had to see it to believe it. I have I to really see people were nice. Yeah, and that I think were- a lot of it is relational. Yeah. yeah but- what do you mean, Aaron? Well, like Joe, for example, you know, she had a good relationship with Crystal mm-hmm. and got her toes wet. Mm-hmm. I think genuine relationships and genuine friendships mm-hmm. and just being real with people is is the best way to start building a network and a community. I would agree with Aaron. I mean, if, if somebody has a friend that they are fond of because that friend is kind, it seems to genuinely care about the other person and so on and so forth. And they have a faith family that they are comfortable in and they are attending regularly, um, you know, that can help a lot to say, well, if I, you know, really enjoy her company so much and she is so kind and um, then some of those people there must be also, or she wouldn't be spending that much time there. So maybe, (laughs) maybe I should try that also. And you, you never know. I think it's really hard for people today. We just, we just seem to live in a societal box of um, lack of trust in anything anymore. You know, it seems like we're a society now, nobody's an expert on anything, but everybody's an expert on everything. Correct. So I think that carries over into a lack of trust in, um, in organized church uh as it, as it is. And, um, so people are just not, they're not trusting anything it seems. Um, so it, it's, that's, it, that's a hard thing to overcome, but I think we, we can't forget, you know, human nature. And if, if you feel like you trust somebody and that you know them well enough to know their true colors and they are spending time in the company of others quite a bit, um, and a faith family that might be some some family to start with for for somebody who's looking. And one good thing about the pandemic is that churches have. I mean, I, I this week like I'll be going to Core Creek, 
um, they have outdoor services, they have online services. So, so many people who might want to um, experience, there are people who've never been in the church, you know, who might want to experience what church is, can get those experiences right now in ways that they have not been able to get before the pandemic, either either logging in virtually or pulling up in the parking lot or, you know, whatever they need to do to, to do that. So, I mean, I encourage people to try that way too. I think too, you know, Joe, Joe said something that reminded me of me so much. Um, the way that the, the, the church that I'm currently a member of kind of, um, reeled me in a bit for lack of a better way of saying that was through um a a child one of my children so if you are a woman who has children and if your children possibly have been spending the night with a buddy and then going to church with that family on the weekend and you know there it, it might that might be a church to try um if you trust the church with your child for church or or children sunday school or a vacation bible school or uh, a youth trip or whatever, well, maybe try to trust them with your soul and your heart too, you know, try to mm-hmm. go. And that's how the current um, faith family that I'm a member of got me because yeah. there were some really good people there. And my son was coming to church, um, yeah. you know, with Kathy and was there with Kim and Teresa Dixon and, you know, those ladies. And so they got me also uh, Joe through my kids. So like you, so yeah. I kind of waded in, then I got my knees wet. And then before I knew it, they were saying, Hey, can you teach a Sunday school? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I, yeah. I, then I had to dive in. So, yeah. yeah. Debbie, did you have something? I saw you go off and on. I wanted... Well, I mean, a lot of mine is similar where Every time we moved, it was the kids' activities, you know, and that's what got us hooked. But now my kids are grown and on their own. So now with COVID, it is nice to have the online where you can view the church services and kind of shop around. But then like this, you know, you don't have to necessarily attend the same church that there's a women's group in or, you know, a Bible study or whatever. I mean, there's... I've clicked on lots of churches. I've visited lots of churches and I don't know where my true fit is, but I'm not stopping. And I just enjoy seeing what all the different churches have to offer and trying them out. Mm-hmm. And I will say that is one thing that I love about the group that we just did with the Bible study, which was a Bible study for those listening, just open to any women. I mean, you don't have to, we don't, all the women that are on this podcast don't go to the same churches. Um, you know, um, but yet we're still here tonight because we all um, care about each other and we care about becoming stronger in our faith. And um, that can't be confined in a building. So there are um, new ways to do that. Thanks to the pandemic. Some good things came out of this pandemic. You got to mm-hmm. admit. Yeah. Tanya, did you have something you were. I, I think it's kind of important too. If you step back a little bit farther Um, because one of the things I think I heard you say in the question was somebody who didn't have family, who didn't have friends, you know, maybe they, as Debbie, they were moving around and just coming into a place. And I think it's so important for people to remember 
that God loves them. He always has. He always will. Nothing will ever, ever, ever change that. And if someone was to be in that situation, I don't know anyone around here. I don't know what to do or where to go or what to seek. Um, I, I would want them to know that God loves them and that they can always, always turn to him and ask God to show them someone or put someone in their path. Ask God to intersect those footsteps between them and the other person or that church. And, and I, I tell you, God will do it if they mm -hmm. ask. Um, and I think that's so important for people to understand that. I, I've had more people than not that I've talked to in the last several months that I've had to remind them, God loves you. He mm -hmm. did before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb. He does now, and mm -hmm. he will, even when you come, I pray, come to heaven with him. He will mm -hmm. love you, um, and that'll never change, um, and he'll always be your best friend. So I, I think help reminding people of that and knowing that it's okay to go to God and ask him yeah. to help you, to help intersect uh, with someone or a church or put you in the right path. I, I think um, that that's what I'd want someone to know on the podcast, especially mm -hmm. if they were in that situation. And that is really great words. Part of what Tanya said was, then you have to be willing to listen for the answer or acknowledge or see the answer because it's not like they're just going to come and things happen for i mean when god's gonna put them in your place don't say oh that's that's not meant for me uh, if it's there it's there because that's <laughs> where it's to be yeah yeah well i think sometimes it's, sometimes we're so especially women but also just um you know we feel like we have to be all together before we can be part of a church and uh, churches are not made there's no perfect people there I mean, there's only one perfect person that's ever walked the earth. And so, I mean, you got to be okay with going into church just as you are and knowing that you're loved just as you are. And I think, that's, yeah, I think that's, um, I think Tanya's words were a great way to, to wrap this up. Um, do, does anybody else have anything that they want to, they want to add out there about faithful friendships? I don't think there are any requirements for, um, faithful friendships other than to just be the shoulder and or the arm or the ear that someone needs to lean on mm -hmm. and check on your people check on your tribe amen yeah and as tonight shows because our ages range through the decades here and our backgrounds are all different and we all have very different things going in in our lives going on in our lives but yet god put us together to make this piece and this word work tonight right so and tanya's words ending it just you know if she'd not been here um it would not have ended in the same way so god brings us together for his work and for his glory um if we are smart enough to show up right <laughs> Kim, <laughs> Kim, share mm -hmm. some 
that um, yes. a friend and just recently said, I was talking with her a few weeks ago on the phone, and she said, God loves me, and so do I. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> there and you I, go. True. God loves you. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. So that's the great word. So that we're going to let Miss Betty end it tonight with that's just there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. So um, thank you guys. Sign, you guys, I'm, you don't have to sign off, but you tell the podcast listeners bye, and I'm going to cut the recording off. So goodbye. Bye. 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 bye.